when were the... What schools... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people. Hi, I'm Maribyn Knight, and I'm exploring a listener's question about what it's like to... Oh, wait, hold on. What it's like to live next to the CTA's L train tracks. For Eleni Chapin, our questioner, it all started when she saw what she thought might be her dream home while riding the Brown Line near the Ravenswood neighborhood. And I just saw it and I said, oh man, a yellow house. That's great. I always wondered what, what goes on in there. I imagine them never being able to open their windows <laughs> or them wearing earplugs all the time and they'd be having dinner and the spoons and forks are all shaking, and, but they just deal with it. To answer Eleni's question about life with the L train as a neighbor, we thought we should hear the tale firsthand from the people at the Yellow House. I'm a little nervous. I don't want them to think I'm, like, stalking their house. Should we ring the doorbell? Hello. Hi. Come on in. What a beautiful home. Oh, you can hear it firsthand. <laughs> and it's even louder outside. We used to sit on the front porch all the time, but we don't much anymore. Mary and her husband Floyd bought this house 25 years ago. When we decided to buy this, we talked about whether or not we'd want to be by the train, and neither one of us cared at the time. Mary, who prefers to use only her first name, says some of her experience is close to what Eleni expected. We get a phone call, we run for our closet. I can show you my china cabinet. The train literally moves things forward in the cabinet, moves them to the side, turns them slightly around. It's unbelievable. But here's something you might not expect from living in a house next to the train for decades. The sound can change. Mary feels it's gotten louder, probably after the Brown Line renovation finished in early 2010. But Steve Schlickman, the executive director at the Urban Transportation Center at the University of Illinois at Chicago, says that may be true, but not for reasons Mary thinks. It's not like the trains are going any faster than they were originally intended to. Someone might buy a house next to the L where there's a slow zone because it's unsafe to go at a higher speed because the L needs to be replaced. I could see in that situation that, you know, CTA goes in and fixes it suddenly and then they can speed up the trains, you know, and they're, they're at normal speed. The noise isn't the only thing that's changed. People sometimes think, oh, well, you know, you live in that big house. What's a little bit of the train going by? But the reality is, is we started with taxes at 1600 and we're at 14000 The Cook County Assessor's Office says there's no special assessment for homes that abut the train line. The taxes are based off area home sale prices, which would include houses across the street with much less train noise. Mary says that doesn't make sense. This building we put on the market for a while, and uh, over 50% of the people that saw that it was by the train wouldn't. They wouldn't even come in to see it. Studies show close access to public transit increases real estate value. But what about this close? The fact is, the data just doesn't get that detailed. 
So we called Landon Harper, a broker with App Properties, who's been selling real estate next to the L for more than a decade. He says homes that abut the train definitely sell for less than those a few blocks away. How much, though, depends on the property. But of course, for renters, living near the tracks can have its advantages. Having it be affordable and not having to have a roommate. WBEZ engineer Colin Ashmead Bobbitt rents an apartment in pricey Lincoln Park West. He pays $500 a month for his one bedroom in a converted carriage house, about a third of what you'd expect. Still, Colin's experienced the usual problems. His place is practically under three train lines, so he's had books fall, glasses break, that kind of thing. But life near the train means life near commuters, who maybe can see you. Just last week, uh, a buddy of mine sends me a text message, and it was just like, you doing laundry? I'm like, how do you know? What, what do you hear? And he's like, no, headed downtown. I'm on the red line. Saw so you go, go outside with your laundry basket. I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, <laughs> the entire city of Chicago gets to see when I do laundry. You know? <laughs> Collins says he's adapted. It's been four years now, and he says the sound of the train has become such a constant that when he doesn't hear it, life just seems off kilter. When I first moved into this place, I was here for a couple months, and then I went back to my hometown. And my mother's house is in sort of like a suburban neighborhood. And all I heard was crickets. And it really freaked me out that there was no trains, no sirens. The soundscape of the city was far, far away. Here's something we found. Neither Colin nor Mary has complained to the CTA about the noise. In fact, few people do. CTA says they received only seven complaints last year. The previous year... Just 14 complaints. Good news, right? People adapt to circumstances, even getting used to trains screeching by every 8 to 10 minutes. But Mary's goes farther. Despite her gripes, she admits there's a bright side to living so close to the L. The, the most fun time to me is when it's in the evening, it's starting to get dark, but it's not dark, and the train goes by and the lights are all on, and you think to yourself, there's a whole world out there. Museums, bars, restaurants, and these people are going and coming, and there you are, you're watching it all. I mean, I think that's the fun part to me. Every day, she asks herself, is it worth it? Some days, it is. But others, like when she looks at her surging tax bill and the train comes screeching around the corner, not so much. But Steve Schlickman, that transportation expert from UIC, says maybe there's hope. The CTA has started to replace old cars with quieter models. And when the agency built the Orange Line in the early 90s, they installed noise barriers. Schlickman says such changes are a harbinger for what's to come. As this system evolves and gets rebuilt, I think in the long run it'll become quieter. And so that'll be a a boon to those who had already bought there. The change will be rolled out quietly, but that's the idea. And one thing is for sure, the train is a And that's what the future will bring for Chicago. Anyway, reporting for this story came from me, Maribyrn Knight. Thanks to Eleni Chapin, who asked our question. She's thinking through a hand signal so she can say hello as she passes by Mary's yellow house. I should have a signal. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it should be. I'll just wave really fast. <laughs> Curious City was founded by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. 
I'm in with the in crowd. I go where the in crowd goes. Curious City on WBEZ is supported by Audible.com, which has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible is offering Curious City listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash Curious City and download a title and start listening on your iPhone, iPad, Kindle, Android device, Windows phone, or over 500 different MP3 devices. Audible suggests Curious City listeners may enjoy books about Chicago, like The Devil in the White City or Fire on the Prairie. That's at audiblepodcast.com slash Curious City. Next time on Curious City. Chicago hasn't always tracked who is buried where. The state or the county will be improving highways and bodies start coming up out of the ground. Forgotten cemeteries. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. I go where the in crowd goes.